this you just don't get, huh? Lord, let me know if you got us. Preaching about prophets. It ain't no one man can stop us. Bow down to a goddess. Bow down to a goddess. Bow down to a goddess. It ain't no one man can stop us. Bow down to the goddess. Goddess. Got it. Hello and welcome to the Strong Women Power Half Hour, your podcast to encourage, energize, educate, and empower you on your path through womanhood. I'm your host and women's empowerment specialist, Kelly Hickey, director of Strong Women Co., a company devoted to empowering women to be their strongest, happiest, and healthiest selves. You can visit us at strongwomenco.com and, of course, follow us on Facebook and Instagram for daily inspiration. I'll put the links in the show notes and of course, join our free Facebook tribe. And if you have tried to join the tribe, but haven't gotten in yet, just shoot me a quick message on Facebook and I'll usher you in. I just let uh, some people in at a time in small bites. We can get used to the culture in there uh, and we're not just totally overwhelmed. But uh, if you are a super keener that wants to get in, I will make a space for you. So, uh, how are you doing today? I'm so happy that you are here. I really hope that you liked our, our last few podcasts. Um, <clears throat> if you haven't already uh, subscribed, please do so. Uh, and I will say that uh, this podcast is completely organic. I've, uh, I've never advertised it except for I think maybe once on Facebook for $5. <laughs> But besides that, uh, the only way I get sh- gets shared around and this empowering message gets shared around and this, this, this idea of sisterhood and the ideas that uh, we bring up in the podcast is if you share it with your sisters, brothers, and others and anyone else that you think that uh, would be interested in. And I'm offering um, for the summer, anyone who goes on in the Apple iTunes or Spotify and puts a, a positive comment. It doesn't even have to be so positive. I'll say any co- comment, but hopefully it'll be positive. Uh, just shoot me a message and I promise to send you something uh, nice in the mail. So, I mean, how cool is that? You just gotta go do a comment, uh, shoot me uh, a message uh, and, and you'll get that uh, You'll get that thing. Uh, mystery thing, who doesn't like getting cool mystery things in the mails? So, um, Today's topic is all about creating a livable life, you know, and this is something that's a hot topic right now, particularly with all the stresses we're under and everything we're having to figure out and guess and project and keep it together for. Uh, But before I kind of get into that, I just want to take a moment and uh, to help you just collect yourself and, and look at all you have accomplished and survived so far. And I don't mean just in 2020, but sometimes the way this year comes out, that's what it feels like when people are talking about it. But I mean, just in general, just think about, think about everything you've survived. Think about everything you've accomplished, you know, Um, things you didn't think you necessarily would, different kinds of independence you found, uh, strength you found, resilience, getting yourself back up when you didn't know if you would sometimes. And uh, let's just give yourself just kind of, you know, sit there and smile and think of all the things that uh, tried to knock you down. That's what life does, right? Is these many learning experiences. Often those learning experiences come in the shape and form of other people. So um, I just want to acknowledge if if you're here, if you are, uh, you know, listening to this podcast, it's because you're doing the work 
it's because you're hungry to improve, you're hungry to uh, make yourself feel more balanced and more strong and more connected. And uh, you know, trying matters, effort matters, and everything you're doing matters. So we're gonna put that out just like right off the get-go. And so with that kind of good vibe that you matter and your effort matters, um, let's gather our whole selves up for a breath together. So if you can, close your eyes. Relax your shoulders, bring them away from your ears, bring your shoulder blades down your back. Try to keep your spine straight. Relax the space between your eyes. Relax your jaw. Couple of easy breaths here. If there's any part, any place in your body where you're noticing is a bit tight or painful, with a bit of tension, just consciously send a little bit of love to that part of your body. We're going through a lot now, and sometimes we need to reset our nervous system because we're there's a lot of stress going around right now. We'll breathe in all together, nice and lightly, in through the nose. Hold. And then out with the side. <sighs> all right, let's do did you notice i got my sound effects back slowly but surely uh pieces seem to be coming together uh, and here we are uh, I, I am still aching to be inside my radio studio and i cannot wait for that to happen but Alas, we make the best out of what we got, right? We're creating a livable life with what we have now, not the wish list uh, that we are creating in our brain. So before I get into uh, the topic of creating a livable life, one that you can actually live and survive in, no matter what the circumstances, uh, I just want to talk a little bit about uh, how, as I was writing up some notes for this show, I kept being torn on the exact message or tone, uh, and I'll tell you why. I am speaking to you from St. John's, Newfoundland, Canada. And for those who don't know where that is, uh, picture a map of North America, and we are an island that is the most easterly part of North America. And uh, we were the last province to join Canada. And here in Newfoundland, uh, like in Canada, but it, I can only speak for my own province, really, uh, we have been strictly social distancing, physically distancing, uh, before we even had any official COVID cases. And we, like many other places um, in, in Canada, in the EU and Asia, Australia, we followed strict national local guidelines and have successfully flattened the curve. Uh, in fact, Newfoundland, uh, the island where I am, uh, and Atlantic Canada, we have successfully snuffed it out. Uh, we've done, we've, in Newfoundland, we've had one new case in the last two months, and that person came from um, uh, mainla mainland Canada. They came home, they quarantined themselves, they didn't spread it to anyone else, and then that was done. 
Uh, we're now in a, a situation where we have an Atlantic bubble. We've been opened, opened up to other Atlantic provinces, um, and many Newfoundlanders have been pretty stressed about that, to tell you the truth, because we had kind of our COVID-free sanctuary here where we were able to relax. Um, but, uh, you know, we are, we are slowly opening up to Atlantic Canada and then the rest of Canada, as long as everything goes, uh, as the trends continue right now. And, um, we have, uh, really been good at following the directions by our, our, our leadership. Not everyone's perfect, goodness knows, but, uh, and there's some people who are just defiant by, I think, nature, <laughs> But, uh, you know, I, 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 there's, there's, something, there's something to be gained about showing everyone um, that this kind of the social distancing, the quarantining, um, uh, the locking down of things, it has worked. And that's what I'm telling you this so that you know the regulation, social distancing, contract tracing, quarantining, um, all out-of-province people, all of that, it works. And uh, for some of our listeners, they'd be like, yes, Kelly, I know I've done that in my own where I'm living now and I've seen it worked and, and all of that. But I'm actually speaking mostly uh, to our American sisters, brothers and others. And uh, that's that's kind of like what I'm, I'm, I'm just getting at with the two minds. Um, so there's two different main realities of people right now in this current time. Uh, right now, places like Newfoundland and Canada and EU and Australia um, and, and most of uh, Asia is, uh, have opened with caution, cautious optimism and they're opening up safely uh, as the WHO and other health officials have laid out for us. But I, w I wanted uh, our Americans, sisters and brothers and others to just to know that what the reality is for other countries because I think when we're dealing with our own crises it can be difficult to understand other people's uh, experiences and realities and so this is hence my predicament about the exact messaging and tone about half of our listeners are in the U.S. Uh, shout out to those brave strong women and others down there and about half of our listeners are in Canada the EU Australia and New Zealand and that's a, there's a real divide in our current realities, and uh, and that divide breaks my heart. It really does, because as an empath, as a feeler, um, you know, I've got my I got my my ear down to the track. I, I can feel it, and uh, you know, it, it's I'm just not as happy. I'm not as safe feeling. I'm I'm worried um, for our brothers and sisters uh, down in the states. Um, and you know, I, I just wouldn't feel right if I didn't say this part of, uh, acknowledging, um, that, you know, uh, as our a strong women and the strong women supporters in Canada, EU, Australia, New Zealand are consciously getting back to our lives after three months of hibernation, you know, we're, we're coming out of the dark cave and slowly adjusting to a more regular life. We're like still squinting our eyes awake and still timid, uh, you know, understandably, but our, our sisters and brothers and others in the U.S. are still very much in survival mode. And I watch the numbers every day. And seeing the numbers of uh, positive COVID cases coming out of Florida, Texas, Arizona, California uh, has left me aghast. And, uh, you know, I just, when, when thinking... <laughs> When thinking uh, in terms, I often think in terms of like lines from movies. Uh, it's just kind of like a lot of people think in different kind of symbolisms. But for me, 
different kinds of scenes from movies kind of just pop up into my head. And when like talking to uh, you, the American listeners here, uh, American sisters in particular, uh, what I the, the one scene that kept coming up for me was uh, Whoopi Goldberg in Ghost, where she's all Molly, you in danger, girl. And uh, I, is there anyone cooler than Whoopi Goldberg, really? But uh, I love that that one little line. It's just like I'm thinking. I think this is what a lot of the world is feeling for America right now is like, girl, you are in danger. You know uh, what's going on? We are worried about you, and. I say this um, because I am angry on your behalf. I am angry that the strongmen, uh, you know, that kind of term that they use, the strongmen politicians have used toxic masculinity to botch all pandemic response. So if you want to look at the strongmen who have completely messed up, been incompetent, just macho idiots about the response, so of course we have the president of the United States of America, president of Brazil, president of Russia, president of India. These are all like you know uh, men who are like ah you know treating treating a, a uh, pandemic response uh, as though you were seeing to a weakness or some kind of vulnerability that less makes you less masculine or something idiotic like that. So I'm angry on your behalf. Um, and I'm not someone who can keep my anger in. And I want to say also that you should be pissed. All American sisters, brothers, and others, you should be pissed. And you should shout and post and scream about how mad you are. And you should vote and tweet and refuse to settle for a government that doesn't care about you. You know, uh, it's, it's so amazing to watch. And I have worked down in the States. I have so many friends down in the States. I love uh, so many of my clients are in the States. Um, and, you know, it's it, the idea of just kind of crapping on your government and expecting so little of your government. And then and then it's kind of like the self-fulfilling prophecy. So, you know, we need to expect more from our politicians and our leaders and the people who are making these gigantic decisions for ourselves. And, you know, the rest of the world honestly doesn't know why more Americans haven't taken to the streets even before this, uh, because it is so obvious that your current federal government doesn't care about everyone. Uh, and uh, it's, it's shocking. Um, it's shocking to watch uh, just what happens when you have um, a, a country that hasn't valued health care, you know. Um, and, you know, just to kind of, I don't say this in any other way, but to try to help expand ideas and views um, so that you can be like, oh, okay, I can demand more. I should demand more every other developed country in the world is getting more. Um, and, you know, don't, don't, you don't need to participate in uh, the foolishness and the rhetoric. And I got no easy answers, but fight, fight, fight. And I also wanted to acknowledge all this to validate and help legitimize all the feelings you're having and to acknowledge how hard it is uh, to be in this uncertainty. And of course that is for everybody, but um, you know, as, as we're, we're most of the rest of the world is kind of, uh, and I say most of the rest, that's not fair. Cause of course we have South America and, and, uh, India and we're having a hard time of it, but, uh, most of, uh, the, uh, North American, uh, Eastern or European, uh, and then also Australia and New Zealand and Asia, <laughs> we're waking up and we're slowly starting, you know, in, um, in, in Europe, uh, most of the countries in Europe, uh, schools went back in late May. 
Um, you know, if theme parks are opening cautiously, their numbers have still been good, even with um, reopening because they did snuff it out and then are still uh, practicing. And everyone wears masks everywhere. Like it's, it's, it's like just what it's just part of the reality of what you have to do to have some kind of livable life um, uh, where you have an, a, some kind of functioning economy and can still move about and go about your day. Um, so, uh, that's what I wanted to, to talk about was, was just kind of validating and legitimizing everybody's feelings you're having, uh, in this uncertainty, um, depending on what level you are, uh, cause we are, wh- wh- whoever is listening to this, you know, you're in a different social location, you're in a different place in your life. Maybe you just got good news about a job. Maybe you got bad news. Maybe you're trying to figure it out. It's, we are in an uncertainty that is fairly overwhelming and that is what we all have in common ground uncertainty. Sure, you know, things are slowly coming back uh, for some places, but we're all swimming in the unknown. We don't know if or when a second wave will hit or if uh, our job is secure or if we'll find another job because our industry just collapsed. You know, just example of me. So for my my corporate workshops uh, is Strong Women Co's, you know, the, the lion's share of the income. And then that allows me to do free things like this podcast and the tribe and and uh, other things that I love to do and, and uh, would honestly do uh, for free anyway, because I do enjoy it and, and it's part of my service in this world. Um, but, you know, there's no more in-person workshops happening. <laughs> and I had worked very hard on um, uh, seeing to relationships. And I remember for people who are listening, I went on a trade mission with the Canadian government down to Orlando. And, you know, I met with Nike and UPS and different energy companies. And they were talking about flying me down and, and um, uh, setting up workshops and all of that. And of course, that's not happening. Uh, so, you know, there's, I've had to revamp a whole lot of different kinds of thinking, uh, and that's just me. And then there's people in, you know, uh, in oil and gas sectors uh, that, that, you know, it's just even here in Newfoundland, which is fairly oil and gas specific here in St. John's of a lot of different kinds of jobs here. Everyone's just frightened to death. And there's been so many layoffs and, you know, I can think about, um, there's just some industries like, uh, I seen Cirque du Soleil, huge, huge company, um, uh, that, just file for bankruptcy protection because, you know, they can't do their things online. And just think about all those performers who spent their whole lives just doing that and just traveling around with their Cirque du Soleil family and, and everything is just brand new. It's, it's like this like flash and it's like this brand new dawn and we don't even understand or know which way uh, that we're supposed to go. And we're insured. There's other things that that are stressing us out too, besides like jobs and secure in economic insecurity. Uh, we're unsure if we'll get sick. You know, even if you are in Europe or Australia or Canada, the fear is still there. Uh, of course, it's more prevalent in the states, so there's a huge fear hanging overhead. Or someone we care about will get sick, or maybe people we love have gotten sick or even died. Uh, there's so much we're dealing with. And, and we're not even exactly sure what's true anymore. There's just been so much purposeful fake news, which is such a weird word because Donald Trump has taken it and now it means something different, <laughs> which is not what he does. Um, but everything is so disorienting and we are still in shock. Uh, we're still in survival mode. And despite that, we still have to have somehow have and create a livable life wherever we are. Um, and you know, creating a livable life this is a concept that was first introduced to me 
in grad school by feminist theorist Judith Butler. Ah, she's a brilliant, brilliant person. Um, you know, but creating a new life, like this is uh, something that we have to, it's universal. No matter where you are, uh, you need to create a livable life for yourself. No matter how stressed you are, no matter how few options you have, without a livable life, we collapse. We get sick, we forget what there is even to fight for in this world. So, you know, I've been thinking a, a lot about how humans of yesteryear would have handled the stress of 2020, or stresses of 2020. I've been thinking about folks around 1918 and around that flu when it started and people started getting sick. And I've been thinking about how those in war-torn countries and how they still managed to smile and play with their kids and somehow create some kind of livable life. And there's a, the Syr Syrian family who uh, lives by us. Um, they, the father told us that he had last, lost half of his eight children to uh, guns and bombs. And, and they're still smiling, and they were in a refugee camp for, um, you know, the average, I think, is, is two years, uh, and then they got picked to go to Canada. They didn't know until uh, pretty much before you go. They arrived here in April in the middle of a lockdown, um, and, you know, the stress and grief must be paralyzing at times. I just, I just, I just watch in awe. And, but you, you have, I, I see them laughing and playing and and, and creating this new life with this new opportunity, even though it, it must literally be paralyzing to just think about all you've seen and all you've lost and all the pain you've experienced. Uh, but we have to create a livable life for ourselves. No one else can do it for us either. It's a decision that we have to make. It's a thousand tiny decisions today to, to, to make that life a livable life, a life of worth living, a life of joy, a life that is something that you will fight for. And we have, to folk, we have to wake up and we have to keep going every day. <laughs> so that's all we have to do, right? And I'm not saying some days you don't want to get out of bed, of course. You know, you're human. Uh, I'm, I'm not ever, you know, a, a toxic, positive person. However, you know, what you focus on expands. And we have to focus on the good. We have to concentrate on what we control and let go of what we can't. Uh, that's what all of uh, this full moon lunar eclipse on July 5th is all about. It's about letting go and making room for the new that's coming. So if you're feeling that energy this week, you are not alone. And it's okay to be overwhelmed and it's okay to acknowledge it. 2020 is all about treating yourself differently and reacting differently. Uh, past me, past Kelly, uh, would never acknowledge when I was overwhelmed or exhausted. I think I even had like the toxic masculinity in my psyche. And uh, I, I never wanted to admit I was exhausted or couldn't do it or, um, you know, my, my to-do list was too much. Uh, side note, I also just used it as a uh, whipping post for myself, I think, when I, when I look back on it. And then now I am refusing to um, uh, berate myself for such a thing anymore, for being human. Um, current me is determined to treat myself better. And with everything on the go, it can be confusing and disenchanting to even think about how you're going to create a livable life. So my advice is to start small. There are only small steps, really. Uh, and remember, we are all still in shock. We are all like little baby deer learning to walk again, trying to understand everything is not only unnecessary, it's futile. You're not going to understand everything right now. It's, it's, it's not even possible. 
No one has all the answers. No one has an actual crystal ball. Uh, and in fact, you aren't even supposed to have all the answers. But you do have control over how you feed and nurture yourself. You have choices, small important choices, one by one to make so that you can have a livable life. So you will survive this and look back with pride because of your resiliency. How you treat yourself in the pandemic is how you treat yourself in life. So for me, I'm an anxious person. <laughs> so uh, it's been interesting to see how my anxiety has manifested uh, in this pandemic. Uh, it's kind of manifested in interesting ways. Like I, I feel more calm when there's a lot of food in the house. Uh, I mentioned a food security issue here on the island. So there's, there's that. And, um, you know, there's, there's different kinds of uh, things I push myself about. And also as someone who runs a little, runs a little hot, wound a little tight, <laughs> um, my anxiety has been exhausting my physical body. So I can see that. So for creating a livable life for myself, every so often uh, I have to kind of do a nervous system reset where, you know, I take a back seat uh, to some work stuff and um, we just focus on relaxing and fun and sleep. I get my magnesium doses up and take my chlorophyll more and just kind of recharge and go back to like, you know, making sure I get lots of water. It's kind of like that, that self-mothering where you go back. That helps me have a, a livable life. So uh, to have a livable life, you have to focus on what you have control over. And you need to really let go of the things you don't have control over because it is a waste of energy. And we are not in a place where we are have abundance of energy that we can just, just spill it away, throw it away like chiclets. No, our energy is precious. Um, and it's sacred and it's important and it's ours. And, you know, we get to decide what gets our attention for the most part, you know, like we still have to do the slog of things and, you know, parents are still working away. I'm not suggesting that you can just give all those things up. However, there are still healthy boundaries to be created. Um, and, uh, to focus on, you know, like, uh, what, what do you have control over? Do you have control over, um, if you make your bed in the morning, do you have control over, the kind of music you're listening to, if you listen to music, do you have control over, like, do you need quiet time? Do you get your exercise? Uh, you're getting your fresh air, you know, uh, these, the things that you have control over, you control over what you're eating, who you're spending time with. If you're connecting, uh, if you're, if you're quarantining and in isolation, are you connecting in, uh, in other ways? These are things you have actual control over. And then there's other things like, you know, what brings you joy? You have control over uh, increasing the joy in your life. And I'm just thinking about, you know, my, my Syrian friends uh, next door. And, and uh, I can see them enjoying simple pleasures uh, that with, with the kids and just, you know, just out on their front step having tea and nuts. And I mean, there's still a huge language barrier, but we still get to communicate um, in, in, in kind of very cool ways. And, you know... Uh, I, I just keep learning so much from them in how they are creating joy and, and being very present in their moments. And we are totally, totally capable of all of that. So what actions can you take to help yourself have a livable life amid the chaos? Because things will never be perfect. Things will, will never be um, this homeostasis uh, forever where you can just like live in peace. That's not this world. 
that that world may exist. I hope it does. <laughs> that, that sounds nice, you know. And and it can exist in us in like short periods of time. But as human beings in in this world, we have responsibilities and we have challenges and we have medicine to have and lessons and gifts and this whole smorgasbord of, of, of valleys and mountains and joy and tears and experiences and wisdom. And so with all of that, we need to figure out, we need to say, I am worth having a livable life. Whatever I have, what stresses I have now, that those, you'll always have stresses. And, and this is what I, I would say to myself, if I'm focusing, I can obsess sometimes, that's my anxiety, I can obsess over certain things. Just like, you know, uh, kind of uh, slightly of just like worry, worry, worry. And then, you know, uh, I can I can think of it as like if I wasn't worrying about this, it would be something else. <laughs> so um, just kind of give yourself, let yourself off the hook a little um, that, you know, uh, if it wasn't this you're worrying about, it, it would literally be something else. So whatever it is, you're never going to have an existence that is free of worry, free of stress. Um, that would be a very boring life where you didn't learn a lot. So amid the chaos, what can you do to create this livable life for yourself? This livable life that has pockets of joy and pockets of rest, pockets of creativity, pockets of connection, pockets of productivity, you know, uh, pockets of emotion, Whatever a livable life looks like to you that is sustainable sustainable, and, you know, the best you can do right now. That, that is all anyone can ever ask of you. And your best is always enough. Always. You are enough. You've always been enough. And in this moment, just like in any other moments in life, we have choices, and many of those choices are hard, but I would implore you in every single time you can to choose yourself, to choose to create a livable life that you deserve and you're worth, a livable life that feeds you and nourishes you and helps you go the long run. Because this is what we're doing. 2020 is just one year, by the way, and it's not like after 2020 is gone. Um, that um, 2021 is going to be magically perfect. No, we're going to have a lot of this. We're halfway through now. Woo, we're halfway through. But we've got a lot, uh, a lot of loose ends uh, that are going to be tying up. There's a, there's a lot uh, that the COVID pandemic has uh, demonstrated uh, and ex exasperated in what's not working. Um, so we, we've got a lot of growing to do. Um, so it's not like just surviving this one year. So we're in this for the long haul and we need to be able to find the peace in ourselves. If, if meditation helps you to have a livable life, if sitting down and coloring, I mean, I guess I'm talking like, you know, wide reaching self-care, self-love, but beyond that is literally constructing a life that you find is livable and worth living. And in a time of such uncertainty and darkness and stress and overwhelm, doing that very thing, creating and, and making a focus and creating a livable life is actually revolutionary. And now for our featured song. 
as you know, one of my favorite parts. I really love getting a song that kind of sums up the message or meaning or tone of the topic of the show. This song, um, I'm so excited to share with you guys. If you have kids, you may already know this song. Um, it is The Next Right Thing, sang by Kristen Bell. And yes, it is from Frozen 2. And I have to say, I love this song uh, and its meaning. I don't know of a single other song, let alone a children's song, that explains grief and depression and feeling alone and just down and out so well. But then it also helps you move through those emotions. It's a whole song where, you know, it acknowledges it at the beginning and then talks about, you know, you just do the next right thing. It's those small choices to have that livable life, to get yourself moving. And I'll just give you a couple of... Uh, uh, the lyrics so that when you hear it in a song, you'll even hear it better. Uh, and it starts off, I've seen dark before, but not like this. This is cold. This is empty. This is numb. The life I knew is over. The lights are out. Hello, darkness. I'm ready to succumb. Uh, and I, I love that so much because it was so dark and so real. And for in a children's movie, I remember when I saw it in the theater and I was like, whoa, this is so good because no one really deals with grief ever in our society. We're not very good at it. So uh, I thought, I love, love that. Another lines I loved, uh, this grief has a gravity. It pulls me down. And, and I think we could all relate to that, even like the heaviness of depression, the heaviness of grief, loss and pain. And it continues, but a tiny voice whispers in my mind. You are lost, hope is gone, but you must go on and do the next right thing. And it's just such a good thing where it's like, you don't need to have it all figured out. You just do the next right thing, the next good thing for yourself, the next thing that allows you to have a livable life. Another good line, can there be a day beyond this night? There's so many lines in this song that I felt was so relevant to COVID. <laughs> Uh, it says, uh, break it down to this next breath, this next step, this next choice is one that I can make because we can all feel overwhelmed, but if it's literally the next choice we have to make, we focus on that, we can do it. Uh, and it's, uh, another good line, uh, when it's clear that everything will never be the same again. And it not, everything will never be the same again, right? Like it's, it's sometimes there are just like earth shattering uh, moments and experiences of before and after. And we are certainly in that. It's like when it is clear that everything will never be the same again, then I'll make that choice to hear that voice and do the next right thing. So uh, I am pleased to end with this song. Uh, I encourage you to listen all the way to the end. Um, it does bring you down, bring you up and help you have all the feels to just focus on the next right thing. Thank you, Disney, for being cool as of late <laughs> and more feminist because Anna and, and Elsa are awesome warriors who do hard things all the time. They don't have any weapons, but they save people and themselves. They're so brave and they're strong women. That's just what Elsa and Anna are. They're strong women. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad to live in a world where uh, such uh, strong women characters and such cool, different, meaningful songs can be in a movie that is hugely popular as Frozen 2. So until next time, 
I will leave you with Anna singing the next right thing. Take care of yourself. Baby steps. You got this. I've seen dark before, but not like this. This is cold, this is empty, this is numb. The life I knew is over, the lights are out. Hello darkness, I'm ready to succumb. I follow you around, I always have. But you've gone to a place I cannot find. This grief has a gravity. It pulls me down. But a tiny voice whispers in my mind. You are lost. Hope is gone. But you must go on and do the next right thing. Can there be a day beyond this night? I don't know anymore what is true. I can't find my direction. All alone, the only star that guided me was you. How to rise from the floor when it's not you I'm rising for? Just do the next right thing. Take a step, step again. It is all. too far ahead it's too much for me to take but break it down to this next breath this next step this next choice is one that I choice to hear that voice and do